everybody, welcome to the Archery World Podcast. Today, I'm Joe Malacote, and today I'm here with Bodie Turner, a 14-year-old archer uh, that is setting a the the archery community on fire, especially here in the Northwest, but uh, now nationally, a lot of people know who you are, Bodie. So welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. You bet. Uh, so we're not in the same location, so we're both uh, using our cell phones, but I wanted to not pass up this opportunity to, for everybody to get to know you that listens to us and uh, find out a little bit about you. So, uh, Bodie, let's talk kind of from the beginning here. Your dad, Joel Turner, uh, created Shot IQ. It's been uh, pretty instrumental in a lot of people's hands uh, to be able to ex- – understand more of the mental aspects of archery because a lot of people have capability, but the mental aspect hangs them up so many ways. Um, I don't know that many people are exempt from that. So his particular um, coaching style helps a lot of people in that way. So let's talk about uh, Joel for a minute, your dad and shot IQ, and then we'll go into the history of how it's helped you as well. Uh, So fill us in on, on, on Joel. So, my dad is a cop, and he created this system that it's now, now called Shot IQ. Teaches, like, the mental side of shooting, how to shoot in high stress, and still be able to press the trigger well, whether it's on a pistol, rifle, or you're just shooting your bow. Um, so he created that when he became a cop, because when you have to maybe shoot in that scenario, you have to... You, kind of have to be very precise. So he really dove into the science and figured out how, what, or what he needs to do and what everybody needs to do to shoot accurately in high stress and being able to uh, really just figure out how you're doing it. And uh, so that way you can do it every time. Gotcha. Well, and I know he's a big proponent of, uh, not talking yourself out of the shot, talking yourself into the shot, you know, uh, letting yourself remember that you can do what you think you can do. Uh, so let's talk about the history of you and archery, uh, where that began for you and, and uh, how it's evolved up until uh, now. So give us a, a thousand foot overview of, of uh, how you became where you're at right now. Yeah. So I started shooting bow when I was 10 months old and I've, I, I shot just bare bow till I was probably nine. And, and then I, I just wanted to try a sight and see what it'd be like. And then I got a target bow and realized I could be fairly proficient with it. So and then I started doing some more tournaments. And now I've gotten to the point where I am now where I can really compete at, at that high level. Yeah, you can. So, uh, you know, the background story on Bodie, too, is is he's 14 years old. So we don't say that like as an insult to you, you know, like you're just some kid 14 years old and you're competing at national and international levels with the top pros. Um, So that's not heard of very often at all. So, you know, being a a prodigy uh, uh, is is pretty remarkable in that aspect so let's just briefly go over what your schedule looked like this year for 2021 and uh, kind of how you did at each of the events that you went to uh, especially let's just handle the, the national events that you did um, what were they from start to finish there uh, yes yeah, so I'll probably start at Rushmore Rumble so Rushmore Rumble was really my first big shoot of the year I did 
that. So we shot a 600 round the first day and then a 300 round the second day. Uh, first day I shot a 600 with 57 X's. So only dropped three X's and second day I, sh I finished up with 329 X. So I was extremely happy about that. So overall I shot 900 with 86 X's. If I was shooting in the pro division, that would have placed me second overall for qualifying. And then there was two other young men who shot 900s in the young adult championship class. So we all went into a big shoot off and I was able to come out on top on that. So that, that was awesome. That was my first time really getting to being like a big shoot off. So I, I really enjoyed that. So then, before we go on from that, so that was an NFAA event, the Rushmore Rumble, yes. right? So mm -hmm. in the NFAA, you're not allowed, I believe the rule was for you, you couldn't, you could shoot one class up, but you couldn't shoot multiple classes up. Is that right? Yeah. So in 2020, they let me, or I shot up to a young adult. They wouldn't let me shoot up to young adult championship. So I, I, I so I won that as a 13 year old in the young adult class, which is 15 to 17. And like, okay, you can go up into the young adult championship. So this year, they let me shoot young adult championship. And uh, I believe next Vegas, I will be shooting in the pro class. Right. So that's the, that's the trick here. If you could have signed up for adult male or uh, adult male pro, uh, then you would have got second overall for that weekend. Um, so a lot of people are like, why weren't you uh, doing it? And so there was some regulations that were in place that were not allowing you to, to choose those higher classes. But now, uh, seeing how serious you are and, and um, you're going to push the competition to a level that it's not been to, I feel like, you know, especially uh, if you're 14 right now and you got four more years to 18, <laughs> that that's when most people start to pull the trigger on. Maybe I should shoot as a pro in 18, 19, 20 years old. And so not many people are doing it at, uh, at that skill level at 13 to 14. Um, yeah. After, go, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say um, after the Rushmore rumble, what was your next shoot? Uh, I did the Reading shoot and I shot, let's see, I think I did young adult for that. That, that was going to be my first big outdoor tournament. Um, I was still learning everything on that and I was, was able to do pretty good on that. I shot 10 down for the weekend that put me on top by, I think close to 10 points for the young adult. Now you were shooting all the irregular stakes, right? You we weren't. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was shooting at 201 yards. Mm -hmm. So you're shooting every stake that every pro, every adult would shoot. So you weren't shooting up closer uh, just because you're 14. Um, so every adult stakes. And so you ended up with a 1530 out of 1540 at that shoot. So, uh, and that was for sure high percentage of uh, the pro pack again. So as I've known you, I always look at what your score is and where it would have fell into a category of the pros men, if you could have shot against them. Um, so now people are starting to see you. They're starting to recognize there's something going on with this kid, right? Uh, what was the next one after that? See, I believe the next big shoot was the, the roundup where they had the two national events and another NFA event in Yankton, South Dakota. So first day there, we shot a field round, and I was able to shoot a 558 with, oh, shoot, I think it was 94Xs. So that, that um, I was able to, to tie the national record for that, for the field category in that. 
And then next day we shot hundred round and uh, I was shot five fifty five on that, ninety one X's. So then so I went into the last day in second by two points and me and my competition, we both shot twenty five out of twenty eight dots on the animal round tying the national record. Yeah, that's impressive. That. Now, X counts in the category you were at, they don't count. They only started counting uh, the X's in the pro division a few years ago, and it really separated the scores, you know, so that the pro scores would stand way out and not be achievable for anyone that wasn't counting X's, and that was a yeah. way to, to be able to tell that. Now, after the yeah. first day, um, your X count would have, Easily one year uh, class had you had counted X's as well, but uh, you dropped a point somewhere along the line. And so it didn't matter how many X's you got at that point. But yeah, I, I, I believe after the first day, I mean, me and the pros, we were shooting on different ranges, but it was the same, like different overall ranges. It was the same like yardages, but two different ranges. I, I think I would have been in first for yep. the first day. And then I believe I would have placed second overall in, in the pro division for that, for field nationals. Right. And so I know you started doing some interviews with uh, uh, Bo Junkie. Uh, so yep. uh, Greg Poole started uh, pulling you aside and talking to you a little bit about, hey, here's the guy to keep an eye on, right? So, um, and that was, was that shoot kind of when you said, hey, you know what, if they're going to let me shoot pro, I'm going to go pro. Uh, yeah so I was I was definitely planning on going pro for the indoor stuff I figured if I did that I should probably do it for outdoors I was really curious on how I would do on those events I I knew that I'd do fairly well I wasn't expecting to shoot quite that high so I I, after that I'll I'll definitely be shooting pro for all the outdoor events too just right because I I know that i I can keep up with some of those top scores, I believe. Well, so how's that going to affect you? Um, like in the, so let's talk about pros for a second. Now I'm not a pro. I, I got a pro card years ago when I could shoot a little bit better and I would fi- kind of fall myself into the middle of the pack when I would go to shoots and shoot, but by no means was I ever shooting like you are. Uh, but when you shoot um, as a pro, let's, let's narrow it down to maybe the top 30 pros in the nation, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. there's about 30 top guys that you'll hear over and over and over again on podiums, on competition, on always in the top tens, always in the top fives and so on. Um, so if there's 30 top pros that are always kind of excelling at the sport, just like in any sport, um, there's only, there's 50 States, so you can't have multiple pros in every state. So Washington doesn't have a lot of pros and that's where you live, um, we're fortunate enough to have you near our Lacey location. So you shoot there and that drives up everybody's ability because everybody wants to keep up with you. So uh, when you go to shoots and now you're a registered pro coming into the future and you go to the state shoots and stuff to stay in kind of check, how's that going to change your mentality? Is it going to shut you down? I'm thinking maybe, um, you know, since I'm the only one or two guys that are going pro, um, is it going to be enough competition for you or how do you view that in your mind? So like, will I have enough competition like locally? Right. Um, I mean, yeah, there's, there's some, there's definitely some good shots local. Um, but I, I think I'm definitely going to keep getting better. So 
I'll, I'll definitely still have some competition, but it, it it'll be interesting to see how everybody, uh, if if that'll bring people up or bring people down. Well, I think you know, I think it'll it'll build the camaraderie, and then it'll force people to shoot better, right? Because they want yeah, to not see you go there and sweep everything. But if you're the only one in that division uh, at that particular shoot as a pro male, yeah, um, you might. You know, it's not a hollow victory at all because you're still shooting against everybody that shows up. Um, so I think that what I was getting at is, is you will still drive people and inspire people to shoot their best. And then everyone's game will elevate because yeah, you're doing that. Yeah, um, I mean, you, you, you definitely want to do your best to bring everybody up and not bring people down. So mm-hmm. I'd, I'd like to be able to help everybody shoot better. Sure. Now, as far as, uh, you know, I've talked to Joel, I'm, I'm, I know Joel pretty well, and he's done some shot IQ uh, clinics for us at our different locations. Uh, and, you know, we joke about it. Um, you'll have to tell me if it's true or not. Uh, he's like, you know, and, and he's a military type mentality background like me. Um, and he, we joke about what do you do to help coach Bodie? And he's like, all I tell the boy is keep that release moving. You know, and he said, that's the only coaching I really ever tell him is just keep the release moving. So let's go over that. Let's talk about your shot process. When you put an arrow on the string and you're about to take your shot, what's your mind doing? Yes. I mean, I, I draw back, get my anchor, get my peep, right. I mean, normally by the time I'm in my peep, let's say we're shooting indoor, like my dot, will already be in the 10 or close to the 10 because I can pretty much line it up as I'm getting in my peep. So then it's it's not normally very far from when I get into my peep to it being in the X ring or 10 ring. So I just draw back, get get the dot on, and then I just let it float and I just start my release movement. All right. And so, so are you cranking on it hard or what's your mind saying about that release movement? Uh, so I, I normally say roll in my head cause that's my release movement. I shoot a four finger. So I use my mainly last like two or three fingers to just roll the release in my hand until it breaks. And you're doing, and through your not necessarily back tension, but the movement is created through some back tension that has to keep that, that, that line yeah. from to the target from your sight to the target. There's a, a certain amount of tension that you have to keep to keep a steady hold, right? Yeah, I mean that's that's definitely a factor of it, but it's it's more of me just keeping a back tension so I don't come off my back wall. I don't really pull into it that hard. Gotcha. If if it's a lot windier, I might pull pull a little bit harder. Um, but it's it's mainly all hand manipulation to get the release to go off. Gotcha. So let's see um, when we're talking about this, um, how many, when you, you shoot, let's talk about your training. When you shoot, what's the average amount of shots you take per week? Um, just to give everybody an idea of what that seems like in your head. What's too much and what's not enough? Oh, I, I don't know that. Too, I mean, there's definitely probably a too much to where maybe you're hurting yourself. But I, me, me being so young, that, that takes quite a few arrows. And with how much I shoot, those muscles are just so used to shooting so much. But, I mean, I'll, I'll shoot anywhere from, like, 30 arrows in a day to I'll shoot a couple hundred arrows in a day. So, I mean, it could really differ from maybe I'm shooting uh, 
couple hundred arrows in a week to maybe I'm shooting a couple thousand in a week. It it all depends. Like before the uh, Rushmore Rumble, I was working on some stuff and I was I was shooting a lot. I mean, I was shooting to like 10:30 every night. I'd I'd just like get home from school, get my stuff done, and then I would I just shoot until I had to go to bed pretty much, just trying to get some stuff figured out and then. Like for those national shoots that we just did a little while ago, I was shooting, I was shooting a lot. Like we were going to Skookum a couple times a week, pretty much in the mornings when my dad had to go to work, we'd shoot like a field or a hunter half, just get that stuff figured out. And I I really wanted to do well at those shoots. I was, I was practicing a lot. I was shooting probably, probably well over one or 2,000 or not dollars, but arrows a week. So you're putting in the time for sure, right? So it's become... yeah, I'm I'm putting up, I'm putting in as much as I can, pretty much. I right. it's it's cool because it's a the hobby that I could turn into a career possibly, and but it's really just something I I love to do. So that's right. that's really cool. So let's talk about moving forward. Um, you don't. Uh, what do you? shooting for equipment right now let's talk about like as the fall comes you know everybody's getting ready to hunt including you so i know you got your hunting bow set up and you've been scouting and uh, you're getting ready to go but after that here comes the indoor season right so in october on uh what are you going to be using and and uh, how's your setup look let's go over kind of like piece by piece so people get an idea of, of what how you set your bow up so do you want my indoor setup yeah what's your indoor setup okay yeah so right now i'm shooting Hoyt Invicta 37 with DCX cams, 65% let off. I'd say probably, I believe it's like 57 pounds. Um, and then I'm going to be shooting Super Drive 27s with 150 grains in the front. I'm going to be shooting, let's see, what stabilizers? Conquest 625s, I believe they are. Then I, let's see, I'm going to have a 12-inch bar on the back, 30-inch bar on the front. I'll keep the weight system fairly light. Uh, I don't quite know what the weight system is going to be. I haven't played with that really much at all. But um, let's see. I'm probably be shooting the BG Pro for my release. Excel. Uh, let's see. Excel. Achieve XP for my site. And then probably a shrewd mini mag with a six power and just a small black dot. So it just covers probably three quarters of the 10 ring for gotcha. me. And then, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so that's a pretty standard setup minus the, the big difference that I hear there is, uh, you know, once you get into that, there's so many pieces of equipment that you could probably substitute and work, but you like what you like because it works. Yeah. Um, the big deal out here is the six power. You don't see many, uh, people in their thirties and forties and fifties shooting the six power much anymore because they can't hold it as stable as a young guy like you. So that's what, that, that's an advantage that you've got because you've got the eyes and the, the stability there. Uh, that's not yep. true in every case, but, uh, uh, I use a six power now to kind of stabilize my bow and get it to hold as good as I can get it to hold. And then I switch to a four power and sometimes even a three power. So it holds even better when I'm in, in under pressure, you know? Yeah, when when you can really just let go of the aim and I mean like for the Rushmore Rumble shoot off, I mean I was shaking so bad 
It's not like I was still holding in the ten ring. I was all over the nine ring. I'm a, I mean, I was from corner to corner all over that nine ring. I was still able to hit in the X. So once you can really let go of the aim and not worry about it as much, then then like a six power or above is a really good thing to have. Right. But that gets in your mind if you let it. And this is kind of where we kind of started with the, the whole shot IQ mentality and program of, you know, working through those mental aspects that you can do it and you just have some yep. tricks that help you. Uh, so let's say you take a shot you don't want to take, um, meaning, uh, well, uh, let me rephrase that because that's not going to be possible for you. You're always going to take a shot that you wanted to take. Let's say that result didn't go the way you wanted it to. Uh, so what do you do to reset your brain? Uh, do you consider it a reset that you need to do or do you just work, work everybody through that? Well, I mean, if I make like a really bad shot and I don't quite know why it was, or like why it hit there. And I mean, I'll, I'll go through everything. And if, if I can't figure it out and then I'll, I'll just, I'll just really go to the next shot. Um, but if, if I can figure it out, I'll really double check to make sure I don't do it again. Like maybe it's a really weird hand torque or just something like that. I've way too much pressure on my, let's say the bottom of my grip and that pushed me off the top or the bottom, just things like that. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll just really double check to make sure I'm doing everything right on those next couple shots. So you, you have a routine that you do every time you draw. And if something doesn't feel right in that routine, um, I assume that you are like uh, most disciplined uh, shooters that you'll let that shot down before you even fire the shot. Right. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I, I definitely do if something really doesn't feel right. But a, a lot of the time, I'm I'm really not that picky on a lot of things certain other people are. Um, like, let's say, like, maybe my peep isn't exactly perfect. Um, I, I'll probably still shoot that shot. For, for me, I haven't noticed a difference in it. Um, I, I don't run a clarifier for most of my stuff, so that, that also helps if my peep isn't perfect, so I'm not looking through my clarifier a weird way and changing the image of it. But, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely picky on some things, but I don't think I'm as picky as a lot of other people are for those certain aspects of it. Gotcha. Well, and then if you're holding really solid in the middle to begin with, if you've got a slight misalignment with your peep, let's say that can move you uh, – uh, less than three sixteenths of an inch at 20 yards. So uh, will that result matter when you were already shooting X's to begin with? Now, probably not. You just are going to catch an X at nine o'clock or an X at 11 o'clock instead yeah, of I mean, uh, uh, versus me that is shooting and holding about a 10 ring. And so mine could cost me a point if I misalign a little bit more because I can't hold it steady. And maybe I'm focusing too much on the aim when you should be yeah. focusing on the process. Right. Yeah, so like for my indoor bow, I don't, I don't really hold just like in the X ring. Like I, I normally hold. I probably hold close to what you do, maybe a little bit better, but I'd say I, I probably mainly hold in the ten ring. I mean, it, it doesn't just sit there. I mean, there's definitely movement in it to where it's, it's on the ten ring most of the time. So, 
Well, how many uh, talking about indoors and, and normal 20 yard shoots, you know, um, used to be 18 meters, you know, for multicolor, but now most everything's moved to 20 yards. Uh, what, how many 30 X games have you shot this year um, before you switched over to outdoors? Like, um, like er- early in the year or like yeah. now? Well, you're pro- are um, you shooting indoors? You're not shooting indoors right now, are you? Oh yeah. Okay, so I, I had I had an indoor bow set up in like <laughs> beginning of August, late July. Gotcha. So, well, how many thirty X games have you shot since you set your indoor bow up this summer? Then, oh, I think it's like six. I I haven't shot it a whole lot, but I've I've shot it enough to get get a couple really good games in. Right. So, and then I know last year in the fall, you had shot multiple dozens of 30X games, you know, by the time the uh, indoor season really got cranking, right? Yeah. Um, let's see. If I get out of the Anchor app, will it cancel or will it keep going? Uh, I don't know. So, right. if you've got it, so it should be uh, it should be good to go. Um, and, but... As you're looking that up, the, the point I'm making is is this is a 14-year-old young man that was shooting 30X games when he was – when's your first one? When you were 13? Or yeah, you... I, I, I shot my first one, I believe it was beginning of September or August last year. And then when, once you get to that point, then it really doesn't become quite as hard. Like when I shot my first 300, then it was – well, at least in practice. Then it was pretty much a 300 every time. I mean, it's – Definitely not a 330x every time, but it's it's pretty consistent for that that game. I I believe last year I was, I think I was 80, 80 or 85, somewhere in there. For three for, 30xs for, or for 300s? Yeah, for for 30x games. Wow, so that's impressive because most people don't even get to shoot that many games to begin with. Not to mention trying to shoot enough to shoot a 380 something times uh and you're doing it with 30x's uh each game so that's that's an impressive stat so um your resume is building faster than you can write it down um and i think there's uh by this time next year uh if you don't know who Bodie is you're going to know who he is because he's going to be shooting against the pros and i think that's not going to change anything in your mentality that sometimes gets into people's heads because you know you can already compete with them and and your drive is going to be a big factor in that on wanting to be at the top Uh, uh, so that's a cool thing that we get to witness when we're shooting um against you too so yeah so like i mean shooting up against the pros or shooting up just like a local tournament i mean it's the it's the same exact shot there might be some different tensions in there but I mean, it's, it's the same, same exact shot. Not, nothing's changed from it. That, that's kind of how I look at it. I mean, there's definitely going to be more pressure and I'm going to shake more and things like that. But overall, it's the same movement, same bow, same equipment, same everything. So let's, uh, let's take just a second and talk about these Crocs. And so huh. Crocs are, <laughs> Crocs are a set of shoes that some, uh, that are, uh, very uh, unique to you, right? Uh, so a lot mm-hmm. of people wear Crocs, but uh, let's. What's the history on these Crocs? So we all joke about it, and make fun of them when you're up uh, shooting in Lacey uh, because you just love them so much. So let's talk about yeah. it for a second. 
So I, I started like really wearing my my Crocs a lot when I I smashed my finger and I had to get some stitches on it last year, last summer. So I started to wear my Crocs a lot because I, I couldn't really put both my socks on that easily. It'd take me like 10 minutes and I, I'm just around the house. So why not just wear no socks and my Crocs? <laughs> so then I, then I just really started wearing them and now I've worn them in I think it was like negative 35 degree weather. I've worn them in a foot of snow. I've, I've worn, I've worn them in every weather condition that you can think of. And they're, I mean, it, it's just comfortable. I, I'm just used to shooting in them. So I shoot in them, shoot in them anyways. Right. And so we all joke about it. You know, uh, I think we've even hadn't, isn't there an arrow hole or two in them? Oh yeah. So <laughs> we, we were doing our 3d league at Lacey and I'm like, Hey, are we doing a novelty shoot? And like, well, we didn't really have anything. I'm like, hey, let's shoot my Crocs. So we hung one of my Crocs up on the on the bale. We shot it at like thirty some yards, and we had like, I think it was like close to ten guys. We were all lined up, and you had to try and get an arrow in one of the holes in the Crocs. And if you got it in there, you'd go into the next round. Last person to get it, get one in the hole, one, one of like a certain amount of money. I think it was like 20 or 30 bucks. So that, <laughs> that, that was fun. Nice thing is they sealed right up and <laughs> I don't really notice it. Sometimes a sticker bushel <laughs> get in one of those holes. That's kind of annoying, but it's not too bad. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's funny. I just figured uh, people would get a kick out of that. So, oh yeah. Got, got to wear the Crocs to shoot in. Right. Right. So we got a, so, you know, we're doing the Archer World Classic this year. It's going to be in three locations. It's uh, going to be, it's going to start out in Lacey. Then we're going to have one uh, a few weeks later in Vancouver. And then we're going to have one in our Troutdale location. We have about $18,000 purse between the three combined. And then a nice buckle for the total ag winner of each of the uh, prospective classes. So um, I, I remember you saying that you're going to try to make it to those and shoot them. So, um, yeah. What, what's your I'll, plan on planning uh, on that? Because you'll come back from hunting and it'll be October and the first one's in late October. So how's that going to work? Yeah. So, um, I, I should have, I, I will ideally have my black tail and my elk out of the way by then. And then in November we'll be coming back over to Montana cause I'm, I'm under 18. So we can still get over to the counter tag for me cause we're not residents here. So I'm, I'm going to be hunting. I, I was out scouting. I'm, I'm in Montana right now and I was out scouting last night and I, I found a big group of fa- fairly decent, at least shooter mule deer bucks. So that's, that's a possibility. I found some nice whitetails too on some family property. So I'll, I'll be hunting over there in November. So we'll, we'll have to plan that trip around the classics. Gotcha. Around the archer world stuff. So, well, and this is our first year at it. So uh, we're tr- hoping to grow this shoot year over year to where we outgrow the three locations and just go into one shoot, one big venue, if that works out right in the next couple of years. So, and yep. then the way we have, uh, we call it the fly in per- uh, purse, right? Where that there's a lot of people that want to fly into the area to shoot that particular shoot. So we're hoping it grows to that because you're right. We do have a lot of great shooters in this area. And we want the competition and the, the 
um, the Northwest archers to have a presence in the national stage. And, and uh, you're kind of, you're one of the ones that we, we lean on up there uh, and uh, for that. Now, Sean Vincent just won uh, the, oh dang, uh, was it the outdoor nationals? Uh, Yeah. He just won the outdoor nationals uh, straight up on that. So he did awesome. He's just a little bit above you in Washington. Um, yeah, that, that that's good to see. He's been he's been qualifying really high on a lot of those. It was good to see him win win one of those and then place um, third in the other one. That that was that was really cool to see. Yeah, and and I've known Sean for a long time. You know, he's a great guy. He's got a cool yep. stash, <laughs> so we uh, can't argue that. And I think uh, uh, you know he's another great one up there in the Tacoma, Seattle area. That well. That's what I'm calling it, although he lives north of there and you live um, southeast of there, right? Yeah. Um, so um, something to keep an eye on. We'll hopefully get him out to the shoot, too, and, and be able to, uh, you know, create this competitiveness that we want to, to excel at the sport. So, hey, Bodie, I don't want to keep you anymore. Um, it, I want to wrap up by just telling you that, you know, we're really excited for you, especially going pro next year to kind of follow how it, where you've been, uh, where you go and where you, what you plan on doing, uh, because we know you're, we need to keep an eye on you. Um, as you kind of fulfill some of these checks and goals and uh, we'll surely do another podcast somewhere along the line and we will uh, make sure that we kind of see where you're at on those goals. So, um, I'm sure you've got some personal goals on what you want to do. What's yep. the next big one for you that you want to achieve? So there's, I, I really want to be the first person to shoot a 990 X at Vegas. I, I think it's, it's definitely possible, but I, I think that'd be really cool to be the first person to do that. So it's people have come close, but I don't believe anybody shot a 90 X yet. So, I, I think that would be really awesome to do, to be the first well, one to do that. Well, if you could do that before you're 18, I could probably guarantee there's no one that's ever done it, you know, sub 18 years old to begin with. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll that, keep an eye that, on that. That would be cool. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, I appreciate you All taking right. the time. Um, yeah, you know, thank you. And uh, if you want to uh, learn more about Bodie, uh, where will they get in touch with you? Uh, Instagram should should just be Bodie uh, Turner. That That's pretty much it on that. And then I I do a lot of updates on tournaments and hunting and everything like that on there. So I, I do questions on my story, which is always fun to do if people have some questions that I might be able to answer for them. So. Well, I appreciate it. And uh, you know yep. where to find us. We're at archeryworld.net. If you want to reach out to Bodie a different way, you can hit us up there. And we're also archery world pro shop uh on instagram so until next time bodie be safe and and we'll see you in early october and good luck on your hunting season awesome thanks for having me all right talk to you later yep but